Hi Explorers, I'm Adriana Scori. I'm Cindy Dowsett. And I'm Lauren Rodick Eberly. We are the mamas behind Kids Who Explore. Come along with us as we cover all corners of raising kids in the outdoors. We are honored to share the mic with adventurers from all over the world. Explore with only the essential elements. Elements Inc., Western Canada's leading dealer of Patagonia and Filson, carries high quality and timeless products so that you can have less to live more. Carrying a curated collection of outdoor and lifestyle apparel and accessories, they are in business to protect the places we love to explore and help kids and families alike to live outside the lines. They donate 1% of every sale to grassroots environmental and social groups focused on conservation efforts and youth programs. Shop locally in-store at Patagonia, Banff, Calgary, and Victoria, as well as their affiliate Elements Outfitters locations in Calgary, Edmonton, and Sawasin, or visit patagoniaelements.ca. Tara is a mother and wife on a mission to realign her daily habits and lifestyle to reflect her core values of community, outdoor adventure, and simple living. She's fortunate to spend much of her time chasing her five-year-old son and three-year-old daughter, skiing, mountain biking, hiking, and skateboarding. She is also the creator and founder of Rad Moms, a Calgary community that promotes mental wellness and personal rediscovery for mothers through outdoor adventure. When she's not outside, you'll find her painting, crafting with the kids, advocating for local companies, and minimizing her household. Hi, Tara, thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, thanks. So your family really loves to do so much outdoors. What are you mostly enjoying outdoors this season? Oh, wow. Uh, well, bike season has started for us. So every morning we're, we're out on the bikes. Uh, playground hunting is a big thing and camping. My kids love being outdoors. And so we combine all of the above out in the mountains as well. I love that playground hunting idea. Do you have like a list of ones you want to go to or how do you decide? Yeah, actually every Thursday, well, it was more regular during the school year, but we try to explore a new playground every Thursday. So that was kind of our playground day and we have a list. There's a lot of great resources for Calgary and we just work our way down them and we've found some really cool spots. That's amazing. Do you have a favorite? Oh man, there's some, there's, there's so many, there's one called Vegas playground Ooh. and it sounds like a lot more glamorous than it is, but I just <laughs> liked, the, <laughs> I like the features there. Uh, Shouldice park is a really good one. It's huge, but it can be really busy. So, uh, and then there's some really cool, like natural playground areas, like princess Island park. You can go around there and they've got like little waiting areas and bridges and then they've got kind of the natural playground set up. So that's a really cool place to kind of bike around and explore. Yeah, Calgary does have some great natural playgrounds. What started your guys love for the outdoors? Like you guys do so much outside. What do you where do you think it comes from? Wow. I, I wasn't expecting that. Like Nate and I have always been big into sports. Like I for me. My parents have taken me to Whistler ever, every summer since I was small and I was windsurfing out there and biking. They had me rock climbing. So it really just kind of became routine to be going outside. And then that evolved and I played more organized sports. Nathan played Alberta soccer. I played Alberta field hockey. 
uh, when I got pregnant, all of that changed and I had to slow down and he was really supportive and helped me find some slower paced sports. And that's how I got into stand up paddle boarding and hiking because truthfully, like hiking had never really been on my radar until that big switch in life happened. And so when I think about our kids, it's funny, I'll laugh because I'm not sure if they're just super high energy kids or they've become accustomed to just, this is the way of life. You know, we get up and we're out of the house every day by 10 a.m. We got to move, got to move our feet. That's so great. So you're just raising your children the only way that you know. It's just your normal. And so you're continuing it for your children. And hopefully that will become their normal too. I hope so. It, it's, uh, it doesn't always feel easy despite it being routine and kind of the regular. Like we do, I just want to, you know, share a dose of reality. It, it is hard on some days. And how have you found those adventure expectations change since having kids? Well, if I could, I wish I could like draw a chart because at the start when they're babies, you know, you can go for longer car rides, you can put them in a carrier or stroller. And then for both of my kids, they became super independent the moment they could walk. So they wanted to explore and uh, it was almost like two steps forward, one step back because they didn't want to ride in a car. They didn't want to sit in a carrier. They definitely did not want to ride in a stroller. So like everything I'd gotten used to with being back outside came to a screeching halt. And really like I spent probably a year and a half just doing like backyard adventures. So we did a lot like exploring our local neighborhood. Thankfully we're by parks, but yeah, like that, that image or that idea of getting outdoors is like really shifted and evolved. And now that they're five and four, I've found ways to kind of keep them occupied in the car. And we're back to going out to Canmore and they love going camping. They get it a little bit more. So they know the ride is worth the wait for something fun. So yeah, it's, it's been a roller coaster. What are your car tricks? I need to hear this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I actually, I have little, they're almost like scavenger hunt sheets where oh. I've drawn like things for them to find out the window. And then we have dry erase markers. Uh, we do, we, we have this CD and there's a song called I am a pizza. <laughs> and I, I will listen. I'm not even joking. I'll listen to that song like 30 times yeah. in a row. <laughs> You're like, we're going to the mountain. (laughs) (laughs) I love that idea of the graph. I I wish people could see the video of you saying, okay, we're up here. We're doing a ton. Now we go down. We have to chill out a bit. And then the kids get older and now they're able to do more again. So you pop back up. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Down the valley and up the hill. Yeah. (laughs) That's really cool. How, what are other great tips to get your kids outside? I guess you could talk about various stages if you want. Yeah. So I always joke, like I have all these little sayings and um, it probably come across like pretty nerdy, but my biggest one is that I remind myself is fake it till you make it. Like I, like a lot of times like kids feed off our emotions, right? So it can be really overwhelming just to get out the door. Like your kitchen's a mess, you know, you look around, the floor is covered in toys 
And then you got to get the car packed. You got to get the kids in the car. Maximo never like our, I always hit my breaking point when it was like time to put on socks. He like did not want to put on socks. And finally, like the more frustrated I got, the more frustrated they would get. And then they would, you know, like it, it just came down on us really hard and really heavy quickly. So now I like put on a smile. No matter how upset I am, I just like tell myself like fake it till you make it in the car and I will be singing and I'll be packing. They'll be crying and I'll be, come on guys. Oh, look at it. We're having so much fun already. (laughs) And it really helps push through like that, that moment. And when once we're in the car and once we're there, it's good, but it's just yeah getting out the door a lot of times and you're making it more a game for them but like you said you're probably also helping your mental health (laughs) with it because you're like okay I have a smile on so I must be happy about this (laughs) yeah yeah and another thing I've done to make it a lot easier and this probably (laughs) makes me sound pretty lazy but I don't like packing ahead of time I'm real like normally our days are so busy the last thing I want to do at the end of the day is make a lunch for tomorrow and pack a bag for tomorrow and like go through the routine. So um, we have, we call them bug out bags and I'll have like a day pack with all the essentials, like a little towel, some sunscreen, I'll restock it with snacks. Um, So for hanging out the door, I just always grab that bag and I know I've got what I need. It used to have like diapers and, you know, extra bags and change of clothes and underwear in it. But now I've got it for biking. I've got one for the beach or just swimming. And so it's got like a wet bag in it, um, like sunscreen again, normally like extra t-shirts or and a beach towel. So it makes it so much easier that even if I switch plans, I just grab the proper bug out bag. And I know like my collection of essentials will be there. Okay, this is genius, but when do you restock these bug out bags? Normally, like, I, well, I'll come home and yeah, there's some maintenance, like, especially like swimsuits, you got to take them out and dry them. But now I'm probably like getting ahead of myself, but my kids like help keep the bug out bags set up too, because they become this like method to stay organized. So when they take off their bike pads, they know it goes in the, the bike bag. Or when they take off their life jackets, they're clipping them on to the beach bag. So we have a lot of, we have a lot of bags (laughs) everywhere, but I've actually really like this past year um, have been trying to minimize and simplify for them. So we've got like a, um, like a bike rack. They know where their bikes go. We changed our closets so they can reach up and they've got hooks and they know where their backpacks go. And so it's almost given them a sense of empowerment to get outside too. Cause if they know we're biking, they know which bag to grab, they know where their pads are. So it, it does, it's not like totally hands-off maintenance, but I think it's helped create a system around going outside. If that answers your, I'm not sure if that answers your question, but. Yeah, that's such a good way to get them involved. Like what kind of bag, like would it be duffel bag style or tote bags or a mixture of them? Yeah, all different kinds of bags. Like our beach bag is giant. You know, (laughs) I probably shouldn't say this on you, but you know, Victoria's Secret used to like give a free bag when you're not there. 
So our beach bag is this giant, deep Victoria's Secret bag. Nate loves carrying it around. It's like pink and sparkly. (laughs) (laughs) But it's deep. And so that one's great. It's got big, long handles so we can clip things around it too. Um, Perfect. But then like my day pack is a really lightweight Solomon one. So it's perfect for bike rides. I can just throw it on for hiking. And again, just a really tiny backpack with some useful compartments and the bike bags I have are all open. So the kids can just like chuck stuff in it. Yeah. So this is your future Lauren and Adri. <laughs> it does get easier <laughs> <laughs> in some ways <laughs> and that the kids can help and that they can, they're a lot more responsible and can do a lot more things by themselves. Yeah, like I tried this bag method, but I'm going to try it your way there, Tara, because I had like so many bags and then I was like, wait, what bag has what in it? Right. And you just have these different totes, like grocery bags I would reuse for it. And just like, then you can't find his shoe and one shoe's in one bag, another shoe's in the other. So um, having a specific bag for a specific adventure, I'm implementing that right now. <laughs> it's It's still like it all kind of, takes time too, right? Like it, it sounds like, I feel like I'm finally at a stage where they can help me when it's just you, like you and Turner heading out right now. It's not like he's putting things away. And when you're in the moment, you're probably just stuffing stuff wherever it'll go. Yep. Your hands are packed trying to load up a vehicle. So it's not <laughs> you're falling. falling out of the vehicle constantly. <laughs> and now you just like, you lose so much stuff and then you grab it in a pile and yeah, I realized like when you said even like your wet gear from the beach, I just realized I'm like, uh oh, I forgot to unload the back of my car from yesterday. <laughs> so I need to go. T- <laughs> like it's, it has this like smell in my forerunner that I'm like, oh no, it's like a mixture of dirty diapers and all the things. So the smell of adventure. Exactly. <laughs> and like on Instagram, you'll like share your reels from the hike. And I'm like, no, I need to do some behind the scenes of the reality of taking a baby in the outdoor. <laughs> Well, and you know what? Turner and Collins are at the age where you put stuff in the bag and they take it out. So it's like, it all just needs to happen real fast. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Exactly. So Tara, can you chat with us more about Rad Moms? I think you've created an amazing community here in Calgary. And I really would love to know what your vision is with that and what direction you're heading and just all about Rad Moms, please. Oh, (laughs) all right. That's a, that's a big swing. Um, Yeah. So Rad Moms, like actually it does kind of tie into this because for me, like we're talking about getting kids outside and I was getting out lots with the kids, but I was still feeling really unfulfilled. And this is when I had a two and an eight month old, like they're, they're only 20 months apart. So yeah, I was getting to get outside. We're still like doing the walks, but I learned that I need to ask myself, like I, I turned around and asked myself, am I doing this for me or am I doing it for them? And it's a tough question to ask, but I realized I was doing it for them, like the small walks, going to the park, and that wasn't fulfilling me. I needed to find other ways to do that. And so that's when I met up with a, like a group of ladies through the Calgary Outdoor Play Group. And we went skiing and I came home that night and I was pumped up. So that's sort of become like this huge part when I, when I am going out with my kids or when I'm just like feeling anxious to get outside, like 
I really try to figure out, is it for me or is it for them? And then I can pick appropriately. And it also gets me in the right mindset when I'm heading out with my kids, because I know like, all right, I might, you know, if I'm, if I'm craving like a morning sunrise and it's going to disrupt everyone's sleep, like that's for me. Like, that's not for my kids. I don't want them like screaming or crying or whatever. I don't want to throw off their nap routine for them. They're going to be much more happier biking around the block seven times today, or maybe going to Griffith woods and going for a little swim. So, um, I guess, yeah, <laughs> I just got a rant there. But... I'm loving all of this. It's great. No, that's awesome. Yeah. And that's such a good distinction. I think for people to think about. Yeah. Who is it for? Yeah, because a lot of people like there's that whole like managing expectations part that everyone chats about. But I think if you really get to the root of where those expectations come from, it's, you know, what inner desire are you fulfilling? Is it to see your kids, you know, tackle a new trail today and make some big steps on their own? Or is it because you want to get some views and you want to, you know, dip your feet in like a fresh mountain spring. So it's good to ask your question, that question. And I think people feel ashamed, like asking or even acknowledging that, like, no, I need to do something for myself. That's what's driving the desire today. When you always hear about moms talking about how they feel like they've lost themselves since having kids and that they don't know where they belong anymore. And so I've only just recently started hiking with Rad Moms and it has been so great. I'm so happy with the community that you've built. It's this perfect community where women who explore is great. I got out there. I met lots of other women to hike with and it was wonderful. But then now there's this other group of women that I'm starting to do adventures with who have kids. And a lot of them are the same age as my kids or they've their kids are a bit older, but they understand that each and every single one of us has made a sacrifice to be there today. Yeah. To do that hike. Yeah, it's so true. And I have gone on hikes where someone's so sleep deprived, but they knew they just need to like get out. Cause that's the hardest thing. You've got a choice. Like some evenings you want to sit and watch a show, have a glass of wine. Um, but you can get stuck in that routine and a lot of people feel intimidated, especially if you've been hanging out with your kid. Well, at least I felt like this, where I was with my kids so much, I forgot to have conversation with others. Like I was so detached from what was happening in the world. Like my life was about going to baby rhyme time and figuring out meals, how to sneak in a nap, and then how to survive the day. <laughs> and so when I went out there, I felt really like boring and like, totally uninteresting because I was living this routine and, and, and didn't really know how to break out of it, but it's okay because you go out there and whether you're like a zoned out zombie, no one, like we've all been there. Like we, you can just walk and just take it all in and not say a word. And people are pumped that you're there. Uh, you can ask people about stories. Like, it's just like, I don't know if you found it, Cindy, but there's always, just a way to kind of fit in. It's a really supportive group. If you, if you forget your gear, you don't have your gear. Well, we're all moms. We're all overprepared. Here, <laughs> here's your gear. Do you need an extra snack here? I've got two. Like, it's just, uh, we, d we do relate to each other because we've all been through that, those waves. I find it's a really safe space too. Like you can just go and rant or, or talk about anything you want to talk about. And so far I have yet to meet anybody that I didn't 
click with on a hike. I say, I would like knock on wood because I say that too. I'm like, I haven't met a rad mom I haven't liked. <laughs> like one of these days. <laughs> they're all rad. <laughs> yeah, they're all really great. And I just love it. I love it so oh, much. Cool. It's great to hear you enjoying it so much. I've I'm actually cool. had a lot of people asking if rad moms exist in other cities. So that's something for you to think about because I think there's a lot of people listening today that would love to have a community like that. Yeah. And that... And when you, Adriana, when you ask about like where it's going or the bigger vision, like I think like I'm a huge champion of like communities in general. I love when people come together. I think we can achieve more together and like, let's lift each other up. That whole idea of like being um, like a village is something I, I love and resonate with. And so we it's hard because we do get a lot of inquiries like can you launch this in Edmonton but we had something like we have something really special in Calgary and I think it's because there's you know a core group of women and we were you know getting outside actually doing stuff uh I'm trying to I'm trying to think of like how to say it it's just been really authentic like people made a friend and I think they cherished either making that new friendship or finding themselves or just getting connected with themselves again, that that was a gift that they wanted to keep giving. And so then you had them bring another friend or then you had them even just share an adventure and that was contagious. And so having that real authentic community where like we've, we've ran it as a not-for-profit since the start um, and that's what we're working to like formalize it as but it's tough to just pick that up and move it somewhere else because it's it's a very vulnerable process for anyone who starts it like say you go Lethbridge you know and, and one person wants to lead the way well you're putting yourself out there to try something new and and it's like, even if you're with your kids, like how many times do we apologize on the trail? Like, sorry, my baby's crying. Sorry, I have to stop and feed. Sorry, they're normally not this slow. Like we feel like we need to, to apologize for the way things are. And so um, it's just a really vulnerable process that you have to open yourself up to. And I think even like women have the same insecurities when they get out for a rad mom's event for the first time. Like, sorry if I'm slowing you down. Sorry, I'm so out of shape. Sorry, I don't have the right gear. Sorry, I'm feeling really thirsty. And no one cares. Like, no. yeah, that's the thing. Like, we just, we, we all want to see everyone, like, make it through this stage of life and support each other. We all like having friends. We all like being outside. And no matter what the level is, I think people just uh, are, are pumped to be able to be out there and doing it with someone else and sharing those moments. Yes, so true. Amazing community you've created. Really cool. <laughs> Thanks. Well, you guys have a great one going with kids who explore. Like it's definitely like there's so many parallels, right? Like at, yeah. at the motherhood level. And then like when you're going out with your kids, it's just ever evolving. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> you also have something going on with Sia Outdoors, Tara. Do you want to tell us anything about that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> not really. And that's not from a bad place. It's just so I, yeah, they're the hats I paint. I've done a lot of, I used to paint quite a bit and 
I had these fantasies that when my kids were like newborn, I'd be in my studio painting all day while they slept quietly in their bassinets and I could do my MBA in the evenings too, but <laughs> that didn't happen. And I think it is. <laughs> and I laugh at it now that that was even a thought, but uh, I think it's similar to like rad mums. And again, like if you're feeling restless, what's, what's at the root of those feelings. And I was getting outside, but part of me also wanted to create again and get expressive. So I started painting on hats. And since I was out in the mountains and seeing these beautiful landscapes, it seemed like a no brainer to start putting them on. And uh, it's been really fun. There's, it's really cool seeing people's pictures of them wearing them outside, but I've got a pretty long wait list and this summer I felt, I feel like I've had no time to paint. So that's why I didn't want to mention it because I've been turning <laughs> away people. <laughs> well, I think it should still be mentioned because they're beautiful. Yeah, I wanted to ask how relish clothing is going too. Oh my gosh, you guys are going through all the things today. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious. Can you tell us a little bit about the relish clothing and how you got started with that? Yeah, um, so it, a lot of it did actually originate with like rad mums and just other businesses I've been working with trying to find clothing. And I love supporting local when I can and reducing my environmental footprints. I purchased, I tested out like getting shirts for merchandise. Sorry, my daughter's creeping in here really slowly. So she's me. <laughs> Welcome so, to the podcast. Sorry. <laughs> and that's great. No, it's okay. We usually have our kids on the podcast too, but mine happens to be napping right now. So. <laughs> oh, nice. You get yeah. one nap or two naps a day. Sometimes only one. <laughs> He doesn't really have a schedule. So it's like, he's unpredictable. <laughs> <laughs> well, it worked out good today. Yes. Uh, but yeah, sorry. Say, so yeah, we had a request like with Rad Moms for merchandise and I wanted to find a local option that I felt good about, like high quality clothing that was going to last. And I just couldn't find anything. You know, there's lots of uh, drop shops on the internet where you can upload your logo and have it sent. And I experimented, but I wasn't happy with the quality. So I reached out, I ended up meeting a fellow rad mom at our Mount Egadine trip. And she owns a Made in Canada kids clothing line, Melanie, and started picking her brain if she knew any options and we hunted, I'm not even joking for two more years, trying to find like an affordable locally made option. And finally, like the whole time I was like, why don't you just make these shirts? Like, let's come up with a pattern. You, you've got to be able to do this. You're such a talented sewer. So finally we took the plunge and yeah, we, it, it's worked out really well. Like we were, we didn't expect it to have so much traction. We just launched in March and yeah, our material is free of harmful chemicals and dyes. So if you have sensitive skin, it's a big thing. Um, people with sensory disorders, we're gonna start taking out tags so that um, it's an even better experience for those individuals. All of our scraps get donated to um, make dog beds. 
and we're actually going to be bringing that in-house. So we're going to donate all the dog beds we make with our uh, fabric scraps. And then even our printing, like for logos, it's free of plasticizers and chemicals. So it's all Ocotech standard 100 certified, which is just a really, if you're looking to purchase like ethically, environmental sustainably, like that's a, a pretty high rating. So, and then not to mention, they're just really comfortable shirts. They're really, I don't know if you, oh yeah, you put one on Adrian. I wear mine all the time. It is so amazing. Cause we are, we are planning on onboarding your clothing line with kids who explore, but things happen behind the scenes over here and have been exploding and oh, yeah. merchandise for me. Like I wasn't able to, you know, we have our little bit of original stock, but we're just trying to plan out where we're going. So but I have the mama crew there that you guys made with the kids who explore logo on. And we have the kids crew and the shirt and they are amazing quality. Oh. And so comfy. So awesome. I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah, yeah. We've got some really cool colors we've tracked down too. So I'll have Do you to have more colors that you brought on. Oh yeah. So many, I'm going to have to send you, you're going to be blown away. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So this podcast episode is going to cost me because not only am I waitlisted for one of these amazing hats, now <laughs> I need to buy a sweater. <laughs> oh, you do. Absolutely. They're so nice. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're, they feel like butter. They're like kind of heavier and, and they've got no plastics in them either. So that's why like, it's very hard to find. First of all, it's hard to find a shirt where it actually says made in Canada on the tag. And yeah, then cool. the second thing is most shirts have like plastics, like rayon or something in it. And this one's got a little bit of stretch, but the, otherwise they're 97% cotton and um, you can really like feel a difference. So I feel like I'm going into sales pitch now. <laughs> <laughs> normally, normally I don't talk. I feel so awkward because normally I don't talk about this stuff just like openly. So no, you, you have incredible okay. stories and you need to share them with the world. I think you're amazing. That's awesome. Aw, thanks. Yes, we're so happy you're sharing it all today. And we've taken more of your time than we wanted to. So I just had one thing I wanted to ask before we get into our kind of final questions. Because I saw you did a 30-day no TV challenge with your family. And we've been doing a lot of talk about screen time over here. So if other families wanted to take on that kind of challenge, what would you suggest to them? Ooh, so um, while we're on the roll of like mottos I've been sharing, one of my big ones with the kids is got to move your feet if you want to treat. And we don't do like, and I'm not judging them. We don't do treat tra or trail treats because I, you know, I just don't want to be rewarding them with candy all along. And so when I say you got to move your feet, if you want to treat, it's not just talking about like a candy outcome. They can earn time on an e-reader. They can earn a movie. So We'll Ooh. say like, yeah, you got to spend an hour outside a day if you want to watch a movie on Friday. Um, my son's just discovered like iPad games. So that's how he earns it. But or even on a hot day, like, hey, we got to get outside if you want to treat. And that means after supper, they get a popsicle. So it's always changing. But they just they know that there's uh, it, like it almost sets like a little challenge for them, too. And I find that's like really receptive. Okay. And now I'm trying to remember your original question, Lauren. <laughs> oh, it was about the 30 day 
no TV challenge. Oh yeah. 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 So that got into like the bigger, like, uh, like the bigger trade. So they've been like begging me to go to a pool and swim. And so I increased it a bit. I was like, all right, guys, like I will buy you a night at a hotel because that's the only swim pool that was open at the time. If you guys uh, don't watch TV and then it just, instead of putting all the focus on getting outdoors, it just eliminated TV. And then the kids just thought of other activities and it led us to biking lots, a lot of crafting. And it's cool. Like when I talk about having motivators, like we would start doing adventures with the purpose of doing a craft. So today we're going to go on a hike. We need to find some pine cones and some leaves so that we can come back and do this craft. So yeah, the, like, it ends up just kind of like with all these different little hacks getting you creative yeah that's fantastic okay I like that hiking craft idea now how have you found it's carried over since the month of no tv has ended are they like yay we can watch tv now they just want to watch it all the time or have they kind of forgotten about tv honestly I thought it was going to be a pain because we were kind we we were almost a little bit mindless about it in the mornings like especially if Nate's gone I turn it on you know, there's a bit of distraction there and I can make breakfast and get my coffee, but not having that, like they just grabbed their blocks and start playing or they were going outside in the sprinkler at like 7am. So it's, they didn't care when my girl, like their grandparents would come babysit, they would freak out if they like turned on the TV. They're like, no, our pool day. Great. <laughs> <But, laughs> So, so they, they really liked it. And, um, I think it was a nice reset for the whole family. Like, I think there's, there's a place for TV in our lives. Like we, it, it helps me out, especially when I'm solo parenting for weeks at a time, like I need it. And even for kids, like I really read my kids' energy levels and we'll go at it. Like, especially with this hot weather we've been having, like we'll go outside for two or three days, but I'm okay. If you just want to sit and we're going to have an afternoon movie, like you guys have earned it. So, um, I think it's still like stayed very calibrated. It's coming back on, but we, we, uh, I try to find like a big challenge every month now for them. Oh, I love that. Did you do the challenge too, after they were in bed, would you sneak on the tea and watch TV or did you <laughs> avoid TV too? No, I was trying to catch up on hat painting. <laughs> right. No time for TV and painting. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. Painting into the wee hours. <laughs> so Tina, um, where, where can people find you to follow along? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. I'm at Rocky Mountain Minis. And that's pretty much it. Or on the trails, like we're always looking to meet up with other families. And uh, oh, and rad moms, if you're looking to get out without the kids, there's lots happening there again. So, and that's at rad moms um, underscore. Okay. And moms is spelled M U M S, right? Yes. Wonderful. Okay. I will link that all up in the show notes too. And now Cindy's going to ask you our final questions. All right. All right. In the last few months, what was your best purchase under $100? Okay. Yeah. I was trying to think about this today. I think 
it would be these Columbia shirts. Wait, you're talking about for getting the kids outside, right? Or anything. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I, I just finished spray painting a spawn bike for Victoria Pink. And I did this like, this turns into a long story. So I should like really short. My daughter wanted a pink bike and she got a hand-me-down green bike and was begging for pink bike and refused to pedal. And I was determined not to have color be an influencer. No, it's biking that you like. Any bike will get you out there having fun. And so finally she started going on her pedal bike and I tracked down the special spray because I'm an artist at heart. I was like, there's gotta be a way we can transform this. And so yesterday I spray painted that whole that green bike pink and just blew her mind this morning. And so it's called Plasti Dip and you can remove it in the end. So like the original paint job stays intact and then she gets to enjoy a like a nice pink bike. And then afterwards you can rip this stuff off and you've got your green spawn again to sell. It's crazy. Blew my oh, mind. I love that. She must've been so excited. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's why we're right. on the bikes this morning. <laughs> Can you share a book, show, or podcast recommendation right now? I am going to get back to you on this. I was trying to find the article. I read it a few months ago, and it was just talking about different parenting methods around the world. And it had a huge influence on me this year when I talk about kind of um, like how we're minimizing and structuring our house and with that, I'm trying to empower the kids to be able to do more themselves. It was talking about like having dishes in reach for your kids and snacks and them not having to ask you for a glass of water, just empowering them to get the glass and get the water and how can they help pack their lunches. And so I, I think everyone should read it because there's this tendency to helicopter parent around here. And I know that process, it's hard to let go and take that step back, but seeing the transformation it's had with the kids, like, um, I think it's totally worth a read. Please send us the article. I'd love to read it. And then I'll link it up in the show notes too. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Okay. If there was no time, time or money limit, where would you travel or explore? I am a skier at heart. So I would, I'd be hopping in my private jet. We'd be skiing down in Chile. We'd be going off to Alaska. I even want the kids to get out there and experience some fresh powder. Thank you so much for coming on today, Tara. Yes, thank you. This thank is fantastic. Thank you very much. Oh, well, thanks. It's awesome being here. And what you ladies are doing is really inspiring and awesome. There's so many communities and people who need these resources. So it's awesome that you're pulling it all together and, and creating this global community of shared practices to get outside. So thumbs up. Thanks for adventuring with us. Please subscribe and share your love by reviewing our podcast with five stars and follow us over at Kids Who Explore on Instagram and all other social media platforms.